every year after Thanksgiving, uh, we take the service and we carve it out and give everyone an opportunity to give testimony and to give thanksgiving for who God is and what God has done. I'm going to read from Psalm chapter 118. And I want to explain why I'm going to do that before I actually read from it. But if you took the Bible and you took all of the chapters in the Bible and you went from Genesis 1 all the way to Revelation 22, you added up the number of chapters that are in the Bible and you divided it in half and you went right to the square center of the scriptures. The chapter that is right in the middle of all of it is Psalm 118. And Psalm 118 begins in verse 1 by saying, Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. I think it's pretty interesting that when you take all of the books that were put together to be considered for God's inspired word, the center of it all is a command to people to give thanks to God for his goodness. I'd like to read um, a good portion of Psalm 118 this morning and then say a few words about it before we move into our opportunity and our time for Thanksgiving. If you'd like to read along, you can certainly grab your Bible or your phone. We don't have any slides for you this morning, um, but otherwise you can just listen as I read through verses 1 through 24. The psalmist writes, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let Israel say his love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say his love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say his love endures forever. When hard-pressed, I cry to the Lord. He brought me into a spacious place. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? The Lord is with me. He is my helper. I look in triumph on my enemies. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in humans. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. All the nations surrounded me, but in the name of the Lord, I cut them down. They surrounded me on every side, but in the name of the Lord, I cut them down. They swarmed around me like bees, but they were consumed as quickly as burning thorns. In the name of the Lord, I cut them down. I was pushed back and about to fall, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. Shouts of joy and victory resound in the tents of the righteous. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. The Lord's right hand is lifted high. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. I will not die, but live. And will proclaim what the Lord has done. The Lord has chastened me severely, but he has not given me over to death. Open for me the gates of the righteous. I will enter and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous may enter. I will give you thanks for you answered me. You have become my salvation. The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this and it is marvelous in our eyes. The Lord has done it this very day. Let us rejoice today and be glad. This is a pretty powerful scripture and passage because it speaks to not just that we should thank God, but who should thank God. And not just who should thank God, but when we should thank God. And if we look earlier on in the passage in verses 2 through 4, the psalmist says that all of Israel should praise and thank God, that all of the people from the house of Aaron should thank God, and that everyone who fears the Lord should praise God and thank God. And what's really cool about that is that he breaks out who should praise God or who should thank God. All of Israel, the people that were called God's chosen people, the declaration is to all of them to say, if you're part of the nation of Israel, you should praise God and thank him because he's good. 
And then he specifically says to the house of Aaron, you should praise God. Now, the house of Aaron was a part of the priestly tribe, the Levites. These are the people that were the priests of the nation of Israel. And if you don't know anything about that, you know that the Levites and the priests had some of the most grotesque jobs out of all of the nation and the tribes. Uh, They were the ones that handled the sacrificial system. They were the ones that were the priests that interceded for the people. Their jobs were bloody. Their jobs were dirty. Their jobs were misunderstood sometimes. And that he says, you all should be the ones that are also thanking God. And then he makes a declaration at verse 4, specifically when he says, all of you who fear God should thank the Lord. And fear doesn't mean that we're afraid of God. It means we have a healthy level of reverence for God. We recognize that his holiness is powerful, but it's also dangerous. So we have a respect for God. Anyone who respects God, thank him with an attitude of gratitude. So that's who's supposed to praise. The when we're supposed to praise is found in verses 15 and 16, and then also 17 and 19. And in verses 15 and 16, what we see is that sometimes God brings victory by defeating opposition. And if you can think through that with me for a moment, it's easier for us many times to thank God when we are in the middle of a difficult thing, we see a problem, we need resolution, and God comes through. We overcome and he defeats the opposition. So our natural response is to be thankful, right? I mean, that makes sense. That's 15 and 16. But the scriptures also tell us in verses 17 through 19 that sometimes we're supposed to recognize the victory that God brings us, not by defeating the opposition, but in sustaining us through the opposition. Sometimes it's not what we are, the goal or or where we have arrived. It's the fact that we're still walking through it and God is faithful. God is strong. God is present. And both of these situations and conditions are, both of these conditions are qualifiable reasons why we need to thank God and we need to praise God. So who is supposed to thank God and praise God? Everyone. Whether you're part of the original nation of Israel, whether you're part of the priestly line, or whether you have a healthy respect and reverence for God, give thanks to the Lord. And when, when our victory comes through defeat, of our opposition and or when our victory comes through being sustained through opposition. So I'm sharing that with you this morning because we have a series of of, of times this morning that we're going to have worship, that we're going to be able to worship God in song. We have two microphones here that we're going to be able to thank God with our testimony. And you may be here this morning and you have a few words that you would like to share about what God has done in you, around you, or through you in 2021. And what I want to encourage you to do is share your story. Share your testimony. Let others hear what it is you have to say. And it doesn't need to be this huge, amazing thing in the world's eyes. It can be that God met you. There's no formula to this. In the first service, we had an abundance of people that came up and shared their stories, and it really touched the hearts of people that were here. Sometimes it's just a few words. Sometimes it's a few sentences. The only thing that we ask is that it's not a few pages so that everyone who comes up has an opportunity to be able to share as we continue um, in our service this morning. So uh, that's what we're going to do. I'm going to pray over our service. You'll have a little bit of time to let God speak to you. And if there's something that he's putting on your heart that you can come and share and take a few moments, um, be obedient and let him 
share that through you, and then watch how it encourages you and encourages others. God, we just come before you this morning, and we thank you again for the opportunity to do this, that we can come in our country and we can give testimony to your goodness and to do it without fear of persecution, without fear of backlash. We can do it in a freedom. So God, we give you thanks this morning. I pray that our hearts would be open and aligned towards you and that we would be mindful, not just, not just of the things that you can do for us, but let's be mindful of the things you've already done through your son on the cross. God, we put this time into your hands and we ask that you would be welcome in your presence, in your presence, Lord, that you would speak to each one of us and we would experience your power and your peace. In Jesus' name we pray. this morning and we're going to thank God not with what we sing but just with our own words and uh, if you're here this morning and you have something that you would like to share you're welcome to come up and take a microphone or stand in front of a microphone I should say and uh, give your testimony maybe it's a story like I said a few words there's no real formula to it we just want to be mindful of time so that there's enough space for everyone but I think you know given the context of the people that are here I think there's going to be enough space but we want you to share just don't underestimate the goodness of what God has done in your life and how he could use that to bless others so if you're here this morning and you have something that you can publicly thank God for the microphones are open and we'd love to hear from you good morning my name is Diana Reimer I really hate to be first on the stage here, but I'll, I'll do it to get you started. If you want me to go through my whole life, it's too, too much to, to go through what God has done for me. But recently, I'm surviving stage one breast cancer. I quit my job. I left because it was stressful and I didn't need that anymore. And I rejoined Susan B. Anthony List, which is a pro-life organization. So that's where God wants me. I'm now saving babies, and I'm so thankful. Our daughter has overcome drug addiction, and she just got engaged. Thanksgiving. And our son is on a new direction, and I'm so thankful for my family and what God has done. And I got through it without crying. There. Bless the Lord. Um, my name is Don, and I want to thank God for everything He's doing in my family. He does answer prayer, and He is faithful. But He's impressed me through His Word that He's the all-knowing God. He knows me. He knows everything I do, everything I'm going to do. Because of that, I honor him. Because he is a holy God. And I thank God that he has made me aware of him. And I thank him for all that he's doing. And <clears throat> I am crying. Bless the Lord.
Hello, I'm Laura Landis, and John and I want to are thankful today because our 10th grandbaby was born 6 o'clock this morning. And they're all 7 and under. <laughs> and John's mom is in hospice. So we would appreciate your help, your prayer in that. So uh, um, I can't believe I'm doing this, first of all, but uh, uh, God has put it on my heart uh, to share this with you. Um, my name is Kent Lewin. I've been coming here for um, a couple of years. Um, it's funny how I ended up here. Uh, I, used to, I used to live right across the street, the Lehigh Valley Dairy, wherever that is. And I remember um, I used to pass by here. I probably passed by a hundred times. And I just uh, walked in one day. I'm like, oh, let me try this, you know. And it stuck, you know. So this is my home. And um, I've been here, you know, for, for many years. But um, uh, my faith has been kind of weak the past couple of months. And uh, I've had something um, happen, happen to me. Uh, this weekend, I really don't want to get into specifics, but some uh, painful family stuff um, where God has, I might start crying, <laughs> where God has revealed himself to me. And um, he's given me clarity over some stuff that's happened over the past 30 years. And I'm going to have a very tough conversation today. But thank God for all of you, for your support. I love you all. And just thank you, Kevin, this morning for hearing me out. But uh, just pray for me for a conversation I need to have today. Thank you, Jesus, and thank all of you. Thank you. I do pray the two words that come out in the very beginning are always thank you. Anybody, I think a lot of people know my story, so I don't have to go into it. But I would say in the past two years, starting at 2020 and even this year, that I've never felt closer to God. And the reason being is I've never pursued him as much as I have. And his word is true. If you seek me, you'll find me when you seek me with all your heart. And that's what I did. And I've been up and down through different things. But the one thing that I want to thank him for is that he's true to his word. If he says he's going to be there, he's going to be there. If he says he's going to send his angels, he sends his angels. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And I've been privileged that he's used me for certain things where I have seen miracles. So I know he's a miracle-making God. And the one thing that I really can honestly say that I thank him the most is because he is a God that I can truly trust. I have given everything to him and he's a mighty God. And all I can say is if you're going through something that is 
unbelievable because we've all been through it and hard. Seek him. Go after him with all you have. And believe me, he'll be there with open arms to hold you. So that's my mom and dad, not to make it a family affair, but uh, I think actually I haven't spoken because I cry a lot and other people cried for me, so now I can just talk. Um, pretty much the last, five, well I guess I might cry a little bit, but the last five years especially have been <laughs> crazy. And uh, the shutdown is the best thing that ever happened to me because um, God, God put me at a crossroads. And um, I've always believed in him. I've always prayed. I've always had faith. I've always thanked him when good things happen. But the problem is he blessed me with like a, an incredible mind. And a lot of times, I mean, every time, like... I end up giving myself credit for things that I overcome. And um, I was working at the airport on the last day before they shut everything down. And I was a bartender. And it was the most depressing shift of my life. Because I, I was serving people in leprechaun costumes that were supposed to be in uh, Ireland for St. Paddy's Day. And, you know, people tell you their problems when you're a bartender. And it, like I said, it was the most depressing day ever. And um, I'm, I, I'm an empath, and I just, like, feel everything around me all the time. And um, anyway, uh, I waited the whole time to go back to work. And, and then I went back to work, and it, it was like hell on earth, man. Like, it's like they just let animals out of their cages and I'm telling you right now like the devil and his demons are at work on this earth all day every day like in people right now I can guarantee you that and um so what happened was I'm, I'm not gonna be too long but um I I put everything in God's hands I was doing some stock market stuff and uh and I, I just, I couldn't even get out of bed on my dad's birthday because I had a headache. I had a headache like my head was going to fall off because of the stress. And like I said, I just put it in God's hands. I threw, you know, hey, I gambled. So I threw my bed in and it worked. And um, it didn't work until I quit my job. I prayed the whole way there and, you know, I called out one shift and I had another shift coming up and I had three, four days to decide. And I prayed the whole way there and I said, God, just give me a sign. Like, let me know what, what you want me to do. Because I already had everything taken away from me. I'm one of the people, I was paying rent. I was still paying rent when you didn't have to and they sold the apartment. Like, I lost my job. I lost my apartment. I lost everything and I didn't take advantage of anything. Because I knew God was going to take care of me. So I prayed all the way to work. And, um, and I went through security. And, and I got to the, to the entrance of the restaurant. And I saw like the line of people and the line of demons. 
And like my stomach just got so sick and that was my sign. So I told my boss, I was like, I can't, I'm, I'm not doing it. And I said, it'd be a different story if, if things never happened like this, but I can't do it. And then um, 10 days later, I made $100,000. But guess what? That money cursed me. Like I was cursed this summer because I gave myself credit for making that money. And, and I didn't squander it. Like I, I, I took care of some people. I helped, you know. But I, the, the main problem was I gave myself credit for making that money. And it wasn't me. I didn't do anything. God allowed that to happen so that I would feel comfortable not having to go back to the airport for work. Now I'm not going back to work in a restaurant industry. I was trying to get out of it anyway, but I'm not getting vaccinated. I don't care how anybody feels about it. It's not political. I'm just not getting vaccinated. And I just see that you're probably going to have to be in the next couple of years just to have a job, period. But um, I, the first time ever in my whole life, Jesus filled me with his Holy Spirit <laughs> uh, two weeks ago. Just this, a beam of light <laughs> just penetrated me. And I, I cry a lot, but it's usually sad, but I was so happy. And I just kept saying thank you. All I, all I could say was, thank you, Jesus. And the tears kept coming, and it was so amazing. It was like, it lasted for like 10, 15 minutes. And ever since that day, I have so much clarity. And I've completely, like, I'm, I'm in the same direction I was going anyway. With my mind and the mind that God gave me. But I'm not giving myself credit for that anymore. And by the way, I don't have $100,000 anymore, if, if you're wondering. Because it's all gone. But God's going to take care of me. It doesn't matter. Because, like I said, I have clarity now. My mind was so clouded. I don't even want to tell you <laughs> the thoughts that were going through my mind. But um, I'm so thankful for my parents. They're the best parents in the world. And, um, and I'm sorry it took so long, but thank you guys. a lot is that I'm too busy with school and I'm too busy with my family um, to develop relationships of my own. Didn't feel like I needed them and didn't want to take the time um, to do that and even let other relationships that I had, you know, diminish. And um, Fight Club um, seemed like a lot of fun and um, God has used it um, to help me to be more obedient and to develop friendships with many of the men in this church that I probably never would have gotten to know um, if I'd gone here another 20 or 30 years um, 
And so I'm thankful for Fight Club. I'm thankful for the friendships with some of the men from the first time around and the second time around. And I'm thankful for what God's going to do um, with the men in this church. And uh, yeah, I'm very, very, very thankful. Amen. necessarily choose other than like out of freedom like he I can look back and see that like he is was guiding my steps and he was making good things come out of like the the choices that I made in an effort to honor him and pursue him and I'm grateful that he has been teaching me that he is like sovereign over everything and that I don't have like as much power to screw up everything as I think I do necessarily. Um, yeah, I'm just grateful that he's helped me like start walking out of that paralysis and be more free in like how I choose to live my life and take different paths to honor him. So. bought my freedom, I was pinged in the heart. I was like, okay, I'm just going to sit here for a minute and think about that. Um, A lot of us in the world felt like our freedoms were taken away this last year. Um, Sometimes to the point where the freedom even to go to church. And freedom has been a very anchored word in my life the past year and a half because When you give your freedom to God and you let go of yourself and you let God, things open up that you weren't even expecting, good and bad. But it's the obedience, just like Paul said uh, in his message. It's not courageous, it's obedience. When you let go and let God, that freedom that God puts in you, his word, his actions, it's like there's so much more. So freedom 
in the world sense means something, but in the spiritual sense. So yeah, I just, I'm encouraged by that word every time I hear about it. And then, yeah, freedom. I'm just thankful. I'm thankful that he allows that, that he gives us that freedom to be who he called us to be and not who we think we should be. So a lot of people don't know my story and my family's story, um, but I want to make sure that I share it today because both of my daughters are here today, and um, that in itself is something that I'm very thankful for. Um, My daughters were two and five years old when their father left, and I know that God wears many different hats. He's, uh, He's the healer and the redeemer. He's a lot of different things, um, but for me and for my family, he's been a provider um, in many, many ways. I'm very blessed that um, I'm a teacher, so I've always had a good job. It was never about finances. Um, it was more for me about God providing just the right people in my life at the right time um, when I needed support. Um, It was about providing my family, my parents being able to provide a home for me and for them very briefly uh, for about a year and a half after I couldn't really maintain the home that I had with them when he left. Um, It was about providing a sense of peace for me when I felt like my world was crumbling. And um, so I'm just thankful to God for all the things that he has provided for me and continues to provide for me well into their adulthood because they're grown women now and um and I know that he's with me and with them all the time thank you gymnast and some of you may know that I had a career ending injury in April and that was probably one of the hardest things I've gone through and I was lost like so lost I felt like I lost the one thing that I love to do and I realized that my whole life I put my identity into a sport instead of putting my identity in Christ and it taught me to follow him and learn who I was in Jesus instead of trying to please other people with gymnastics and find, uh, reach my own goals in gymnastics. Now I'm trying to reach goals in Christ and find who I am that way. So I'm just thankful that he helped me to find who I am in him um, instead of gymnastics.
So I'm Will, I'm Kayla's dad. Um, I was talking to Pastor Paul earlier this week, and I, I said to him that we have this phrase that we use in our family that if it's easy, it's not for us. And um, I've learned over the last couple of years with everything that my family's been through, my wife's business being taken from her, you know, my child having a career-ending injury while she's in college, just, you know, the various things that have happened in a pandemic, that life is hard. Not that I didn't know life was hard, but it, there's a way that God finds his way through to help you navigate everything that's happening in your life. And those hurdles, they just keep coming. They don't stop. And that's something I'm trying to impart to the kids. Like, you know, it's, it's going to keep coming. It doesn't get easier. It just gets harder. But God is there. And he helps you navigate. He gives you the strength and the power and the wisdom to navigate whatever it is that's going on. And I'm so grateful for that because I'd be so lost with everything that happens in all of our lives and in our lives specifically. I'd be lost without him. And it's, it's such a, a wonderful comfort to have him and to know that he's there and that he's going to help you get through whatever it is that you're going through. And it's, it's just, it's everything. It's really everything to us. Encouraged? It's good, man. It's really good. You know what's really good? God is good. It's really good. And I could say that all day, but I'd rather sing about it than talk about it. We're going to have another opportunity to share in a little bit so that some of you that are still looking at the edge of the cliff, wondering if you're going to jump off into the river of the microphone, um, you have, uh, it's a really bad analogy, but you know what I'm saying. You're on the edge and you want to share, but you just need a few more minutes. Well, we're going to give you a few more minutes as we sing this song. Would you guys please just stand with us if you can? Um, And let's just declare the goodness of God this morning. God, we just thank you for your grace. Um, But God, I thank you that you can always, we can always say with confidence you're good. Thank you, God. Thank you. So we sing of God's goodness today, but we also give testimony of God's goodness. Microphones are open testimonies this year. How has God been faithful in you, through you, maybe to overcome and bring victory through defeat, or maybe you've overcome and he brings victory through sustaining you. We want to hear more of your stories. Mics are open. Hi, um, my name is Debbie. I grew up thinking that to have a testimony it needed to be some big you know dramatic thing that happened in my life where God was going to you know I don't know show up and go whoa here I am and what I've realized the last couple of years and I've always known he was my savior but what I didn't realize was he wanted a relationship with me and a couple of years when we when we came here, when we start, I grew up Catholic. When I and I always knew it wasn't where I was supposed to be. But when I started looking a few years ago, um, that's when I realized. And when I realized, and I remember the first time I came to a service, and I just had this experience that I knew the Holy Spirit was actually in the congregation and working within me. And as I look back, um, 
he was always there. He was always tapping me on the shoulder. He was reaching out through my children to show me where I needed to go. And I didn't realize that that was him trying to initiate that relationship with me. So I guess what I want to just share that he's putting on my heart is um, I've had a good life. I've had my troubles. I haven't had any huge devastate, you know, but he's there for you. And it doesn't have to be something big. You just have to be willing to say, oh, that's you and you want me and you love me. And no matter what I've done, you're there for me and you will always love me. And that's that's what it's all about. this morning, Pastor Paul said something that I was like, oh, Holy Spirit, you're quickening something, and I didn't actually want to be quickened today, but here I am. He said, we actually have the privilege of sharing and giving testimony to God. And of course, you know, you start thinking of other countries, and I was like, God, I want to give testimony of your greatness, because I can. And um, probably like many of you guys this year, it's been a lot of joy. There's been joy this year, but there's also been a lot of pain, and I can attest to the same. Like, it's been a painful year in a lot of ways. Um, but my, my testimony today is to God's faithfulness and his patience. Because um, I've always told the students and my kids for many years, you can do one of two things when you're struggling and you're in pain. You can lean into God or you can turn away from God. And I think now in my life, I go, there's a third. You can just stand there and go, yeah, I'm not moving. I'm just here. And that's what I did in some of that pain. I went, you know what, God, I'm tired. I don't really feel like leaning into you. I didn't walk away from him, but I just said, I'm here. You do something. And his patience with me has been incredible. And I'm, like, so grateful for that because I can be stubborn. And I've been stubborn in some of the painful seasons this year. But I also want to give testimony to his kindness. Scripture talks about he straws us with loving kindness, cords of loving kindness. And he has been so kind and so patient with me this year in my stubbornness and in my pain and just crying out for answers. Um, But he is faithful. That's been given testimony so many times this morning. He's faithful. He is loving. And he is a patient God. So if you need a patient God this morning and you need a God that has shows you kindness and grace, that is our Savior. And I just thank him for that.
And through some circumstances, I had some things stripped out of my life that meant a lot to me. And the circumstances weren't entirely my fault. I always take partial responsibility. But I didn't understand what God was doing. And I felt pretty alone, pretty hurt, and not sure the next steps. And so the first thing God did was he reminded me of the story of Hagar, where God sees. It's the first time in the Bible that that name of God is mentioned. And God reminded me, he said, Brenda, I see you. I understand. Even though you don't think your story is known, it's known to me. He's such a personal God. He knows the hairs on our head. And so then he put me in a little holding pattern. He was the God who sees But he said, I want you to sit next to the Red Sea for a while. And he took me to the verse in Exodus. And it said, they're at the shore. And he said, the Lord will fight for you. And you only have to be silent. So for five months, God had me zip my lips. I wasn't allowed to plead my cause. I wasn't allowed to fight for me. I just had to wait for him. And it was really hard. It was hard not to fight. It was hard not to plead my case. And he said, I'm, and he kept telling me, even though you don't see it, I'm working. And I had to trust him through that period. And he began to reveal to me, he was literally moving mountains. And things were happening that only he could do. And it was hard. It was really hard. And there were days I would cry out to him. And I'm like, Lord, I just want to fight. He's like, just be silent. Just be silent. And I'm currently in the book of the study of Daniel. And he's reminded me through this book of his sovereignty, but also his presence. Because I feel like I've been in the fire a lot lately, but there's another in the fire. So I've never been alone. He has guided me. He has protected me. And he has seen me. And in the last couple weeks, he moved the final mountain. I'm able to go forward in the true desire of my heart. And he confirmed that to me when he let me move through the next verse in Exodus. When the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry out to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward. So he has blessed my steps to take the next step. Because he is a good God. And sometimes that time of waiting 
is hard, but he's refining us, he's teaching us, he's loving us, but he sees us and he knows our desires. So he's a good, good God. I'm Steph. Um, It's a little hard for me to stand up here. I'm perfectly comfortable making a goofball of myself in front of other people, but sharing what's on my heart is a little harder. Um, Like so many of you, my road here wasn't an easy one. Um, When I was very little, I was told I wasn't worthy of God's love, and that continued for a long time. Everybody's crying today. I guess I'll do it too. (laughs) Um, But I kept hearing this voice. Um, And I didn't realize until there was a service this summer where Pastor Rob kept talking about listening to the voices and really listening for for what God was trying to tell us. And I had this sort of moment of this clarity that those voices had been trying to bring me back to God. And some of them were gentle and some of them were more persistent. (laughs) Um, But I finally listened. And I've never looked back because God brought me here and he brought my children here. And every day since, he's pointing me closer to him and my children closer to him. And I just want to say thank you to all of you for helping him speak to me. Um, And thank you to him for, for bringing me here. is the holiday when you get the emails one hour left before the sale ends oh we had two we had two stand up we'll do two more so number two you're on deck I see you I saw you move you're up after Kathy hi I'm Kathy Um, I just want to say just over the last year I know everybody's had different um, situations and stuff but I come to the Tuesday night prayer group and it's, it's a very small group but in the last, like, couple months, I've just seen so many answered prayers. And things like, I always thought, um, little things. Like, I'm praying, I don't want to pray for myself because that all these, you know, other people have things to pray for. And we're praying for the community and this and that. And, like, gee, my hand hurts. Or, you know, and, and God has, like, heard that little, like, that little prayer, too, in, in addition to everything else. So it's so cool to see the prayers of the people that 
um, I sit with on Tuesday nights. And I'm not one to be very wordy when I pray, but it's so cool to hear what other people are praying for. And, um, and it's just like, oh, yeah, that, you know, it's a good thing to pray for. Or just hearing people just um, petition God for things. And it's really refreshing. And my friend um, Kathy was praying last uh, two weeks ago for salvation and just to see someone come to Christ. And because um, we're up here and we're here for you guys um, after service and, you know, to come and pray. And, and she wasn't here. But just having that prayer answered and having someone come up and um, give their life. It's just, it's amazing. So I just encourage that. Like, thanks. It was, it was wonderful. Um, and I actually forgot that she prayed that. And then on the way home, I was like, oh my gosh, she prayed that. So <laughs> had to call her. Um, but yeah, it's just great seeing God answer those little prayers in addition to, I think we prayed for a grandson um, and we have, he was born in September and they went through a lot, but they know, the family knows that those prayers were answered. So it's just really cool to see God working like that. So Hi everybody, I'm Jeff I don't think God's ever really finished with us Ever, he's working in our lives constantly Um, A year ago uh, My wife went through A very serious surgery for cancer Um, Her faith is unshakable It's amazing Um, Just watch her praying every day Pouring herself into prayer and you know a year later she's she's cancer free i'm really proud of her for that and her faith is amazing um god has worked through her in so many ways um god's also working through me in so many ways um three years ago i was um going through a lot of financial strain and a lot of things uh were quite a question in my life and i got on my knees and i prayed to god and i said god where do you want me god told me where he wanted me and this summer we were blessed to have, be able to, you know, pay for a wedding and do all kinds of great things for our family. And, um, but in that time, um, I was, I was really struggling and I happened to, it, God put me in a church at that time and a buddy of mine leaned over to me and said, it gets better, it gets better. And that person was there for a reason and, uh, continues to speak through me to others to give them hope and that's what I try to bring every day to people is um is hope and um I realize that as I go through hard things in life I'm not going to cry because I've I've talked about this stuff so many times like but I've never said it out here um but what God is putting us through the hard times and the easy times that makes you hard times make you appreciate the great times but also those hard times armor you and gives us little you know, we, where we're weak in our lives, it strength, he strengthens us and it makes us stronger people going forward. And I'm, le- I'm leaning into that. I, you know, I also am, st- I'm like not going to back down from those hard times either. I'm going to stand in the face of them and I'm going to lean into God and say, look, this is, you know, well, you put me here for a reason. I'm here to learn and I'm here to grow and I'm going to continue to grow through you. And that's the beauty of it is once you realize that, wow, yeah, I'm not alone. I don't have to, like, everybody else is struggling around me. I don't care who you are. Everybody struggles. I struggle. Everybody else struggles. Um, But if we can battle through that and come out of it on the other side, we we get stronger and, and, and greater through 
prayer and through God's strength in us. And uh, we're just blessed each day. And I'm thankful for this church and for being here and the opportunity to speak today. And you guys are awesome. This is an awesome God we have. Thank you. That's it. shepherd. I lack nothing. The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. And it's this feeling that I didn't know I could feel, the feeling of contentment. So um, just wanted to encourage everyone, and I hope you guys are encouraged by that. Thank you. Mark, uh, I want to thank, uh, thank you, Kayla. Well, I, I, uh, I recently just got diagnosed with MS. All right, uh, but that's it. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, Kayla opened my eyes. My prayer is that I can be as strong as you. As if you guys know me, change doesn't come easy for me, and it, and this is uh, this is going to be a change. Talk about an identity change. So, Kelly, I thank you. feeling thankful um, and I told David I'm not going to share <laughs> I have nothing to share um, I'm Wendy um, I've suffered with fibromyalgia for years um, and it plagues my body but he's been faithful to help me to do everything I need to do 
Um, over the last year, it feels like when I wake up, there's a different body part that hurts. My ear has a earache. Uh, you know, <laughs> um, big toe hurts. <laughs> like things like that. Um, lately, it's been my hands have felt like arthritic, and I was like, God, when's when's enough enough? Um, but as I hear you speak and things like that, this is a journey I've been on forever, and I just that song really. Touched me that he is faithful through all things, and he's always there. Um, he's provided me with uh, a loving church family and a loving family family. And even this morning, like as I'm struggling with it, you know, Heather has struggled with pots, and she called me and she said, "Mom, I started feeling faint during the first service," and that of course brings up fear in a mama. <laughs> you don't want her to get sick again. I cousin's husband passed away from COVID um, and he's been using me uh, to speak life to her she doesn't really have her own sense of God of her own life Um, and I'm like God I can't do this I'm struggling myself but she God has enabled me to give me the words to bring his love and his faith um, to her I'm so thankful for that because I know in and of myself um, if I look just to me and physically what I could do I physically could just be in bed (laughs) Um, just laying there um, and thinking woe is me Um, but through him um, I am able to do more than I could ever imagine Um, each day He provides me with the strength and the grace and the ability to do what he asks me to do. And for that, I'm thankful. Hi. So my parents have been Christians my whole life. Uh, But I would like to describe... When I was younger, I would have described them as cold, kind of uncaring. Um, And maybe, I mean, some of that was me. I was a really rebellious kid. I was kind of ran with a bad crowd. And so uh, I just had a really rough, really terrible relationship with them when I was younger. Um, But when I came to know the Lord, I, uh, years and years ago, I remember, like, the beginnings of our relationship changing and things about them changing and um, being able to, like, speak life to my parents, um, even though sometimes, like, even though I, like, hated them when I was so young, all of a sudden I felt, like, such a deep love for them that I would never felt before. And um, I'm so grateful that God, like, plays the long game with us uh, because if, if my parents were different, if they were like different types of people when I was younger, I don't know if I would turn out to be the woman that I am today, but now I get to see the fruits of years and years and years of God speaking into their hearts and into their minds, um, and just the change in them overall. Like, I I remember when I was younger, um, it was really tough to have friends over because like my parents are just so strict 
and I don't know that they showed love very well to me, let alone like other people. But uh, they, my mom called me on, well, I called my mom on Thanksgiving and we were talking and she tells me she met a widow at a funeral and they're having her over for Thanksgiving. And that's something that never would have happened 10 years ago, but the Lord just works and works and works in people um, years and years. And so I'm just so thankful to God that uh, he, one, he's working in my parents and making them better Christians, but that he's using that to um, inspire me to become more and more like Jesus. thankful that I made it up here without knocking this over or tripping and oh god okay so like some people have already shared I am a huge overthinker um like a lot of you that I shared today already um didn't it used to be it's crazy how I can look at my life and a bunch of things I can remember and grab onto things from the past and um all of a sudden get crippled by them and randomly all of a sudden think about tomorrow or the near future or anywhere in the future and then just get so worried about it. Um, it's crazy how the mind can play with the truth and um, yeah, just completely destroy you for years on end. And um, like somebody else already shared today, I uh, recently have not been the most thankful. It's been a while since I've said I've been thankful for anything and it just recently has seemed like day after day after day. Um, I've just become less and less thankful, become less and less um, caring for things. Um, but right now I'm thankful. So I'm thankful for that. Right now I got caught in a moment where I'm actually thankful for, um, yeah, for the daily struggles that I go through that, yeah, have just been continuing to get worse and worse um, as time has passed. But he's still there. He's not the one that walks away. He's not the one that pushes everyone that they've ever known and loved away um, that's all me but he's still there I can't possibly push him away because um, he just he can't he's unshakable like we sang in that song earlier I just can't get rid of him my plan is to not get rid of him but it's it's hard it's hard to feel his love it's hard to stay faithful when you don't feel like life has anything to really offer you anymore um, so yeah, I'm thankful for this moment of thankfulness, and I'm thankful for anyone who has been pushed away at some point um, over the past two years. Um, if somehow you are still able to feel love for me, I'm very, very thankful for that. Um, yeah. was saying just getting caught up in the heart of life and anyways 
coming through COVID, um, I heard a message on thankfulness. And I was just reminded again to just really start praising the Lord and thanking him even when you don't feel it. And so the song, The Goodness of God, I was like, wow, yeah. And yesterday, I was walking down my steps, and I felt God say to me, are you going to still believe in my goodness and trust my heart, even if the outcome of what you're facing isn't what you want? And honestly, I've been really struggling with that. Sorry. Because sometimes evil feels like it overtakes And I don't want to be at that spot. And I want to trust God's heart and his goodness. And I'm going to say that I do. And I trust his goodness and his heart. emails that you get, you know, one hour before the sale ends. You have to respond right now. Oh, good. Oh, look, we have we have a winner. Come on up. Hi, everybody. My name is Gifty. Um, I'm thankful to God that I get to be in his presence today because I never thought I could, especially flowing last year and all the struggles that um, we went through with the family and everything. So I'm grateful to God. I used to like be at the peak of my work with God, and then through all the changes, we call the changing scenes of life, the struggles, the stresses. Like I'm like, there's no need for me to follow Him anymore. But um, I'm grateful to God that He keeps pulling me back to Himself. Um, I don't know if you can help me sing the song. I don't, my voice. I used to sing, but for some reason I lost it. So I wanna be where you are. Riding in your presence, surrounded by your glory. Yeah. Can you help me with that song, please? Uh, <laughs> I just want to be where you are, drawing daily in your presence. I don't want to worship from afar. Draw me near to where you are. I want to be where you are. Dwelling in your presence. Seated at your table. Surrounded by your glory. In your presence. That's where I always want to be. Draw me. I'm sorry, I forgot the words. But I just want to thank God that he continues to work in me and his purposes for my life to work in his presence will continue to be fulfilled. I'm very thankful for his goodness.
one more if anyone would want to do it. See what I did just that? I just did. Anyone else? One more? Oh, look, we have a taker. One more. Come on up. Hey, guys. My name is Sarah. It's my first time here. Um, <laughs> I'm also here with two of my friends. Their names are also Sarah, both of them. <laughs> and I've already met one other Sarah here. So <laughs> if your name is Sarah, please come meet us. <laughs> Anyways, I just wanted to say that um, what I'm extremely thankful for today is the body of Christ because um, the truth of the gospel is that as long as you believe that Jesus died for your sins, you're good. You can't screw it up. You may think you can screw it up, but you can't. (laughs) And that means that if you truly believe in your heart that Jesus died for your sins, that you are going to be sitting at the table at the wedding feast with me, and I expect you all to be there. Y'all better be there. And I can't wait. I'm so excited, and I'm so grateful because all of you are so, so, so beautiful, and your souls are so beautiful, and I can't wait to just experience God's glory with you. God calls us to plant a church, we might have to call it Sarah Community Church. She took some of the words right out of my mouth that I want to say before we go into our next song. And I did share this in the first service, but I think it's important to say it again in the second. Um, I'm thankful for the church. Um, Not just Bridge Church. I mean, there's a lot of beautiful people here at Bridge Church, many beautiful people. And I don't just mean externally, I mean internally in your heart. Um, I'm thankful for the global church. I'm thankful for the church of Jesus Christ. Um, Some of you may have noticed, if you've been listening over the last 18 months, 24 months, there's been this active attack that people seem very comfortable making on the church of Jesus Christ. The church fails in every which way. The church, if the church only did this, or if the church only did that, or here's why I'm frustrated with the church, or here's why the church is full of hypocrites, and and the list goes on. It's not just something that's local, it's something that's happening across the country. Um, My wife and I were in Wyoming this summer in a national park, and as we were waiting to go through this little narrow road that we were stuck at, the, the guy that was in front of us and his wife in the car, we, we started talking and found out he was a pastor. And when she found out that I was a pastor, she immediately started saying, you know, I just don't know what I feel about this whole Christian thing anymore. And um, I'm trying to work out my faith and what I believe because the church is full of hypocrites. And I'm tired of, and she went in this big thing about what she was frustrated with in the church and the hypocrisy. And, um, I think you know what I'm talking about in general. There's just a lot of that. Um, I'm sharing that because every time I hear those stories, it it saddens me, but it also gets me angry uh, because Jesus died for the church. And somehow there has been an infiltration in our culture, and it's within the walls of our churches too, where we have made an assumption that the church exists for people that have it all together. When it's the exact opposite, that the church doesn't exist for people that have it all together. The church exists so that when people come, they meet Jesus, and then Jesus puts it all together. That's the difference. And there's been this twisting that's happened over the years where people are walking away from the church, disregarding the church, invalidating the church, and saying it's full of this, and it's full of these kinds of people. And and being imperfect 
is not an excuse for us to walk in sinfulness. But can we just recognize the truth of the matter is that God created us. He gave us his son. Jesus Christ died, and it's because of the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ that the church exists today. Amen? You know what I mean? So we need the church. We need to encourage one another. We need to grow in the power, and we need to let God be the one that puts all things together, and that's the message of hope that we have for the world. As the song says that we're getting ready to sing, you are life, or you give life. You are love. You bring light to the darkness. This is what God does for the people, not what the people do for the people. God does it all, either to us or through us. Amen? So I'm thankful for the church this morning. If you would stand with us, the team's going to lead us in this song. And I just want to be thankful for the goodness of God and for the life he gives us through his spirit. Lord, that each of us need to experience and what the world needs to hear. God, may we put our confidence in you. May we put our trust in you, not in men. And may we declare each and every day as we walk that you are the light of the world, that you do give life, you do fill our lives with breath, that you give hope to the hopeless and you take dead things and you make them alive. Thank you for your resurrection power. Thank you for loving us and thank you, Lord, that we can be a place where we can come to you whether we're on the mountaintops or where we're in the valleys, and we can say thank you to you because you have been faithful, you are faithful, and you will be faithful. We love you, Lord, and we just declare your goodness this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Church, and everyone said amen and amen. Pastor Matt, help us out.